Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple. If you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to the Sixers Post Game Podcast brought to you by LibertyBallers.com and the Liberty Ballers Podcast Network. I am your host, Kevin Love, managing editor of Liberty Ballers. The Philadelphia 76ers improved to 2-1 and one in the NBA Orlando bubble Wednesday evening after defeating the Washington basketball team 107-98. to The Sixers still sit at 6th place in the Eastern Conference as those 5th place Indiana Pacers just keep winning. They are 3-0 and through three bubble games so far and sit one game ahead of Philly. Pacers one of only three teams that are yet to lose in the bubble, other two being the Toronto Raptors and the Phoenix Suns. And for the Pacers, after dropping 53 on the Sixers, TJ Warren, who apparently is the king of the Orlando bubble, has followed up with a 34-point performance against the Wizards and a 32-point performance against the Magic. TJ Warren really just going off on everybody. Kind of makes that 53-point performance feel a little bit better. The Wizards, by the way, are now 0-4 in the bubble after losing to the Sixers and have the worst record of all teams in the bubble at 24-44. Getting back on track with the action at hand, the Sixers able to come away with a victory Wednesday evening. Joel Embiid leading the way with 30 points on 11 of 20 from the floor and 8 of 9 from the charity stripe. He also collected 11 boards, 3 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. And Joe is just dominating the bubble so far and what's more important and this is really becoming obvious to anyone watching the games is that he's just gone to another level as a passer and decision maker I mean he's just used the off time to evolve there's no other way to put it he's not Arvita Sabonis but he's calm when the double comes and he's finding the open guy and he's not you know getting the ball and thinking let me make my move as quick as possible so I can avoid the double. He's actively waiting for the double, and once it comes, he is punishing by kicking out to, you know, Furkan Korkmaz or Josh Richardson or Shake Milton to get a wide-open look from three. For Sixers fans, that's something they've been waiting for him to develop for a long time, so it's really exciting to see. Moving on to the Sixers' backcourt in this game and Shake Milton and Josh Richardson, they've been on everybody's watch list. It's going to be important for that duo to be effective if the Sixers want to succeed in the playoffs. They had a solid game tonight. Shake and Jay Rich combining for 29 points. Both shot over 50% from the field. Both contributed three triples. But it just feels like they're not giving enough right now. Um, I do think, you know, Josh Richardson has more to offer. I think a lot of Sixers fans, and myself included in that, have been down on him lately. But the truth is the coach isn't doing him any favors. You know, maybe they'll figure things out down the stretch. It could be really interesting to see Jay Rich come off the bench. I'm not sure if, you know, that's something Brett Brown's willing to do to a guy like Richardson, who, you know, he's established himself in this league. He's thought of 
as a pretty solid, reliable player. I'm not sure what that will do to their relationship if he were to move him to the bench. But I don't know what else to say other than I don't feel great about the backward situation. They did have a positive, solid contribution tonight, uh, but something I'll keep an eye on moving forward. Al Horford had yet another good game despite a pretty modest box score you know he's plus 18 after being plus 17 in the win over the Spurs and I've really found Horford's minutes to be pretty refreshing so far I posted a clip to the Liberty Ballers Twitter at Liberty underscore Ballers of just some of Horford's quick decisions and passing through three bubble games and that's really how low the bar is for this team's offense I mean it's almost bizarre how hesitant this team can be players constantly double clutching before attempting passes Tobias Harris and Josh Richardson constantly making decisions five seconds too late. It's just so frustrating. So, Al, thank you for moving the ball and for apparently being the only player who can make an entry pass to Joel Embiid when Ben Simmons isn't on the floor. Speaking of Ben Simmons, big storyline out of this one was Ben's early exit from the game. During the third quarter, Simmons came down apparently awkward after a rebound, injured his knee, and immediately sucked himself out of the game and headed off to the locker room. He ended up not returning to the game, and there's really been a few bad injuries in the bubble so far, so this was certainly concerning, but here's the good news. Within 10 minutes of Serena Winter's report that Ben was not going to return the game, Adrian Wojnarowski reported that early indications on his injury were encouraging and that he was not experiencing pain or swelling. Then Shams Charania later in the night reported that Simmons received an MRI, it came back clean, and he's now day-to-day. So when exactly he'll return, we don't yet know, but it sounds like this was maybe, you know, maybe a minor tweak with some discomfort more than anything of serious concern. That said, Ben has now played under 25 minutes twice in the bubble and He could miss time moving forward as a result of this injury. Plus, he's already coming off an injury heading into the bubble, so not ideal heading into the playoffs. Other box score lines in this that were notable were Tobias Harris's, not so much for his 19 points, but for his 8 of 18 from the field, 1 of 5 from 3, and 0 free throws. Gotta see Toby be more efficient with his opportunities. He's been you know taking some tough shots he's been putting the ball on the floor creating a little bit but as I mentioned you know he's really been hesitant on some of his opportunities not capitalizing when he can the efficiency wasn't there tonight so just want to see Tobias you know pick some better shots moving forward and be less hesitant when shooting from three there's been times where he just you know he has you know maybe not the most open look maybe someone's closing out pretty hard but it's there it's there's enough space and this team needs the three-point production and he'll either hesitate or, you know, he'll, he'll pass up the opportunity completely. So I want to see a bit more aggression from Toby from three-point and, and getting to the line. Alec Burks deserves some recognition for his play of late, especially with Ben Simmons on limited minutes. Burks is really the only player off the bench who can create his own shot. He scored nine points of three of five, on three of five from the field and was a perfect two for two from deep. The Sixers as a whole didn't shoot great in this one. They finished 38 of 82 from the field for 46% and 11 of 29 from three-point, which is pretty good, 37.9%, so that's good to see. But they weren't too proficient from the line, hitting just 20 of their 29 free throws for 69%. So that high free throw total is great to see. Sixers free throw rate sitting at 74.4% for the game, according to Cleaning the Glass. So great total. Uh, love to see that aggression and them drawing those fails, getting some other players on the opposition into foul trouble. I uh, just want to see them convert a little bit better. 
but they did take care of the ball for the most part in this one, turning it over just 14 times compared to 27 assists as a team. That's two games in a row where we've seen the Sixers have a relatively low turnover total and come away with the win. And defensively, they were pretty solid statistically speaking. I thought there were some ugly moments, but they did force the Wizards into a lot of mid-range jumpers, and over the long run, that proved to be fatal. The Wizards hitting just 11 of their 34 attempts from the mid-range. The result was that the Wizards were able to score just 97 points. Last time the Sixers held an opponent to under 100 points was January 25th against the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, this is a Wizards team that has no John Wall, no Bradley Beal, and no Davis Bertans. So let's take it with a grain of salt, but they're moving forward nonetheless. Want to see if they can keep that up. Support for this episode comes from eBay. Whether it's a holy grail pair of sneakers, head-turning handbags, or one genuine wardrobe staple, if you're always on the hunt for that one wardrobe staple you just gotta have, eBay gets it. Nothing's more important than the real deal. When you shop on eBay, all you have to do is look out for that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be verified authentic through a detailed inspection. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Moving on to post-game availability, not a ton of great sound bites tonight. We have Al Horford up first. He was asked about the Sixers' drop coverage and how they made some modifications and whether that was something Coach Brown emphasized or a decision they had made on the fly. I think there's an emphasis by Coach. He wants us to be better at that. Tonight, you know, it's just another night to be able to work on that and try to get better Horford was then asked about his teammate Joel Embiid's performance and his mentality so far through three bubble games. Question: I, you know, I feel like he's more assertive. Um, uh, you know, just, just being more aggressive. Uh, can tell that you know he's really taking care of his body and um, and, uh, and really trying to be ready to go uh, on the court. And, and, uh, and he's going to great lengths to, you know, to stay healthy, getting treatment, getting his work in. Uh, in the weight room and all those things. So um, he's doing everything he has to do. And uh, it's no surprise that he's, you know, he's playing at such a high level. Rich Hoffman then followed up with Horford to ask specifically about Joel Embiid's improved passing and whether that's a function of, you know, the spacing and the chemistry or if it's something that Joel Embiid has specifically worked on. I think he's getting better at it. Um, I think he's starting to feel it out uh, a little more and, um, and he's making the right play. Um, you know, he's either on a score quick or he's passing it out. Uh, I just think he's getting better at it. So that's, uh, that's, that's great news for, you know, for our group. Horford's final question came from Sixers reporter Lauren Rosen, who asked Al Horford about his physicality and what kind of impact that had on tonight's game. Well, that's what we're all about. You know, we want to set the tone uh, physically, defensively. And, um, and I felt like we weren't doing that um, start of the third. So when I came in, I just wanted to make sure that, you know, I brought that edge a little bit and got us going. Next up was Furkan Korkmaz, and he was first asked, how does it feel to contribute to the win? I mean, of course, winning is, feels great every time. We just need to keep winning, you know. We're going to get that mentality. Nothing is easy here, especially, you know, without fans for We're going to be come more together jason blevins of the painted lines then asked Ferk if he's been there kind of as a mentor for shake milton given that he's had similar up and downs early in his career you know, of 
most ever players up and downs in their career, especially like you play two games and then you play one bad game, so that's really normal. It's uh, how you improve yourself. You know, there's also a process for the player. Doesn't matter, it's Shake or me, it's somebody else. Uh, this is all process, you know. And then we just need to stay focused because here in this problem we need uh, each other more, you know. We just need to come together and support each other. Also for me, I know Shake, we've been through a lot of stuff together. I know he's he had also like a lot of tough situations, but right now I'm also happy about him, uh, what he's doing, what he's showing on the court. I'm really happy about him because he deserves it. You know? Finally, Serena Winters asked for a Concord Maz. How his relationship has developed with Al Horford, given that they share so many minutes together coming off the bench. Al makes the game easier for me, to be honest, uh, because when he's on the court, uh, he's a big threat. He can shoot, especially like threes, long twos. He's really good at it. And then he likes to swing the ball and then move, you know, defense moving. Let me play with him. Uh, because in our team, we have like different uh, type of plays which we run on the court for different type of players. But when I'm with Al, we are moving the ball more and then uh, we are running uh, more plays, especially like uh, from the sides, which I can create for him or create for myself. I think I have like good connection with him. On the court, of the court, we talk a lot. He's, He's good for young players to be honest. Interesting comments from Furcon there on how Al Horford enables his game and really makes it easier for Furcon to contribute. That'll do it for this episode. Next episode will be after the Sixers' next game. That's Friday, August 7th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Standard against the Orlando Magic. That's technically a home game for the Sixers, but after all, they are at a neutral site in the Orlando bubble. That game will be on TV on NBC Sports Philadelphia Plus and on national TV on TNT. And you can hear it on the radio at 97.5 The Fanatic. In the meantime, go read LibertyBallers.com to get the rest of our Sixers coverage. And if you like what you're hearing, please rate and subscribe. We appreciate all the support we get. Until next time, enjoy the NBA bubble. Support for this episode has come from eBay. You know real when you feel it. And with eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you don't have to wonder. You know that every inch, stitch, sole, and logo will be checked by experts and verified authentic. Maybe it's a designer handbag, sneakers that pop, jewelry that shines as bright as you do. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.